now that we can all agree that Brexit has been a rip-roaring success, bringing nothing but growth and prosperity to sovereign Britain, we can look back and laugh at the doom-mongers who thought otherwise. In this story, The Garden of England, we have an early perspective on matters from the point of view of a Polish truck driver. The Garden of England Follow the convoy, the biggest convoy in Europe. We spill off the M20 motorway in Kent and into a makeshift lorry park. There are thousands of us. This is like the great dock in Rotterdam, but without the organisation. My sat-nav is as good as anyone's, but I've really got no idea where we are. Not that it doesn't happen all the time. When you're driving a long-haul truck, you can frequently end up in a named place, inside a bigger named place, and you could point at a map and say, I'm in this city in this country, but when you look out of the window of the cab, well, it's just another grey, rain-swept holding pen. Today we're in England, and time has stopped. Nothing is moving, nothing is happening, everything is in limbo. My life is quietly ticking, and the world is quietly turning, and yet it's absolute zero outside, and nobody knows anything, and there is no indication of when we'll be rolling. Oh, and I'm hungry, and a bit dirty, and, well, good luck with getting any help with that. We're a long way from my hometown. You must have heard the joke. Where did Lech Walesa meet his wife? No? At a Gdansk. That's where I'm from, Polish port on the Baltic. That's where my wife and kids are. They know I won't be home for Christmas. Never mind. I miss important dates all the time. That's what puts food on the table. My unreliability is reliable. The pay is good enough, but I don't make any promises. They live with it. I live with it. We've got WhatsApp in Poland, too. I am a connoisseur of rain patterns on the windscreen of a parked HGV. I see eternity. I see the history of the world. I patiently wait while Armageddon, the Big Bang and coronavirus all play themselves out, raindrop by raindrop. And sometimes I read, and sometimes I watch a video. And sometimes, more often perhaps, I slump against the door. Not that I can't lie flat. This is a Volvo FH 2018. I'm in luxury. Just look behind me. That's a Russian plate. Kaliningrad. He's in a third-class travelling compartment compared to me. Practically cattle class. But that's what you get for not being in the EU. Oh, sorry. Sore point. I shift my arse and realise I've been sitting on that book I've been meaning to start. Olga Tokarczuk. Drive your plough over the bones of the dead. Olga is Polish, and in Poland she is... Well, she divides opinion. There are people who consider her to be a traitor who libels the Polish nation with her writings. For them, she is an outcast, and her books should be banned or burned, her awards taken back, her property seized. Their fury is that of medieval witch-hunters. They claim that as Poland has been down for a long time and that now the country is rising to take up its true destiny, then the last thing it needs is one of its own being hypocritical. All true Poles must pull together. But what happens to untrue Poles? It's very hard to know sometimes where you stand in the eyes of the believers. Then there are those who consider Olga to be a warrior for freedom. She has a Nobel Prize. Shouldn't we all take pride in that? And isn't what she says about the government true? 
Too much flag-waving and denunciation. Shouldn't we all be past macho nationalism by now? But you really can't make up your mind until you've actually read something. So here it is, a book everyone tells me I have to read, and I will read it, just not tonight. You notice a lot of odd things out of the window as you're driving across the world. Not so much when you're motionless, but right now there are two people walking towards this truck, a man and a woman, and they are carrying something. And they look Indian, and the man is wearing a blue turban. They are both immaculate. They are smiling at me. They are offering me something. And there are more of them approaching the other trucks, a whole delegation of Indian people, British Indians, Sikhs, in fact, as they tell me themselves, bearing food. They have come to feed us. That's extraordinary. Inevitably, it is delicious. Not what I'm used to, but delicious nonetheless. Of course, I often dream about pierogi, golabki, sernik and makovich as I hurtle along the motorways, autoroutes and autobans of my domain. But you can't always get Polish food, and I'm not fussy, and I've no idea why a bunch of anonymous truckers has been fed by a Sikh community here in the Garden of England. But I tell you what, I am nourished and grateful and utterly dumbfounded. What to do on a full stomach but slumber, quietly in the warmth of the cab. It's my home, after all. I spend so much of my life here. Does the trucker love his truck? Of course he does. Take pride, take joy in keeping your cab clean. You never know who might pop by. And sure enough, as darkness falls, out of the shadows curiosity creeps. Perhaps yearning might be a better way to describe him. He has found us out. He knew we would be here. But what is he? Who is he? A thin English youth. I can't see more from this distance, but I can sense him moving towards me. I don't know fully how this happens. There is a certain magic to it. Mind you, with a lorry park of thousands of vehicles and drivers from every corner of the globe, he's bound to strike lucky. That is, if he's careful not to be struck himself by hatred or fear. We truckers are not, I would say, a tolerant lot, if you take us as a whole, but he is very careful and very selective, and I might not even satisfy his need, even if I am acknowledged as belonging to the world of his quest. And he is everywhere, believe me, in every town, in every place where our desire congregates. He comes close, he questions, and I open the door. Fifteen minutes later and we are done. He has slunk off into the night and I am a married man with a family again. It was a momentary excursion into another universe. It was a temporary feeding of the ache. It was... Oh, it was whatever excuse I find on the day. It was good. It was simple. It was sex. Now I do need to sleep. There aren't going to be any facilities in this makeshift concrete wasteland, so I'll relieve myself quickly under the trailer and hop back into the warmth. But my dreams are restless. They always are. I've got Europe in my head. Roads, roads, roads. Bridges, flyovers, slipways and service stations. I feel the endless motion in my blood. I am hurtling into the wet, rainy night and the streetlights are flashing like neurons. I drag the horizon towards me, click after click. I drive into sunrise. I drive across vast empty plains and up switchback mountain tarmac. I crawl in the crawler lane. I put the hammer down on the straight. 
I am speeding toward the vanishing point of life, and then I burst out into a new day, hauling containers to infinity. I am pure diaspora. I surge in with the tide, and I ebb away without a trace. I bring poles to Newcastle. I see Geordies in Warsaw. The rivers are running with people. Africans in Dortmund, Chinese in Dublin, Mexicans in Naples, Filipinos in Reims. Listen, on the warm summer breeze, on the biting winter wind, you can hear, carried in the air, the unmistakable sound made by the irresistible flow of people. Humanity on the march. You think you can stop that, King Canute? Europe cast out its net centuries ago, and now it teems with what has been caught. I am a trucker. Most British people I meet think I'm a plumber. All Poles are in the building trade. Go back to where you came from, but fix my toilet first. Occasionally, I'm an entrant for world's strongest man, but never, sadly, a pianist or a physicist. What about Chopin? What about Marie Sklodowska-Curie? I'm fogged up and bleary, and I come to in the slack grey light of an English morning. Where am I? Oh, yes, going nowhere. I find my phone and call home. It's not too early. They're ahead of me in Gdansk, after all. As soon as I hear a voice, a flood of guilt and sorrow and regret and shame and resentment and bloody-minded defiance and something close to love crashes over me. I urge comfort and protection across the satellite highway into the kind warmth of our apartment. I speak to my wife, and I feel her doubts and forgiveness and something else, the ever-so-gradual pulling away from needing me. Did she ever need me? I'm a soul in permanent transit. I check in only to check out. I notice my children growing, but always in spurts. I have a jump-cut edit of their lives, because the spaces in between I just don't see. Each time we are together, they are different people. They have outgrown my last memory of them. I tell myself we are allies in absence, but I've chosen this life. I'm shackled with it. They are fed and clothed by my long-distance calling. And then we come to a close. Good night. Miss you. Talk to you soon. Stay safe, whatever that means. Low rumblings send vibrations through the ground. We have a herd mentality in the HGV club. Ignitions fire up all around. This could be a false alarm, of course, but it could equally be the signal for actual movement. And as we have no idea what the plan is, we'll take a half-kilometre advance over Stasis any day. We roll our great army of trucks out onto the road. We get ready to edge by slow and even slower degrees. There's a 50 centimetres per hour speed limit in force. If this goes on much longer, we'll have killed all life in Kent with our emissions. But as ever, the glacial progress at least enables me to look. And this morning, as the murky water vapour thins and is dispersed by the feeble rising sun, the port of Dover looms into view. We are heading down to the great jaw of the dock, an endless line of trucks like a vast tapeworm slithering through the gut of England. The day is breaking over the English Channel, the crumbling chalk of Albion disintegrating flake by flake. Do we, the banished, still love this loveless land? I cannot say. 
when my lorry eventually loads onto the ferry and I stand with a steaming cup of bad coffee, staring back at the weird island of Britannia, as we say in Poland, I won't know what to think. I won't know what to feel. Am I ever coming back? Will I be welcome, or at least not more unwelcome when I return? We bring you all that you wish, after all, and we take away all that you sell. We carry everything you could possibly need, but we are only the messengers, only the tradesmen, only the vital connectors to the world beyond. But why let thoughts rush ahead? We've hours of idle stagnation ahead of us, hours to contemplate and to try and stop contemplating. Only those who can endure the constant chatter of doubt and distraction can drive these great engines of commerce. We have too much time as we move and as we stall. Too much time to dream and regret. Thank you.